Advancing innovative research, academic excellence, and family-centered care to transform outcomes for children around the world. Children's Mercy Kansas City presents the audio interview series, Transformational Pediatrics, with host Dr. Michael Smith. All right, so our segment today is Could Jaw Surgery Help You Sleep Better? My guest is Dr. Michael Lipka. He is a double certified surgeon in oral and maxillofacial surgery and plastic and reconstructive surgery at Children's Mercy. He's also the assistant professor of pediatrics at the University of Missouri, Kansas City School of Medicine. Dr. Lipka, welcome to the show. Thank you. So, um, you, your clinic has an interesting name, right? The Children's Mercy Jaws Clinic. <laughs> when I see that, it reminds me of the movie. <laughs> right. right. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about uh, the Jaws Clinic and how it's how it's kind of unique uh, in in your field. So the the Jaws Clinic, what it stands for is Jaw Deformities and Sleep Clinic. So we have a multidisciplinary clinic, which is made up of myself, a plastic surgeon, oral surgeon. Uh, one of our sleep medicine doctors, Dr. S.N., who has a special interest in uh, a jaw deformity as it relates to sleep. And we have an orthodontist as well in the clinic. We also have an ENT doctor involved. So with all these specialists involved, we can evaluate the airway, um, uh, look at the teeth and, and bite, um, and come up with a, the best plan as needed for a, a, a patient with obstructive sleep apnea and potential jaw deformities as related to that. Right, so it's really a, a clinic of convenience, right? You have everybody there, mm-hmm. the patient and the family gets to see all the doctors at once. How, how, how do the families like this? Well, I think it's, it's a big advantage. Normally when I would see a patient before and we'd have to refer them to sleep medicine to get a sleep study to determine, well, do they have obstruction? How severe is it? Um, then we have to get ENT involved to do a, an airway evaluation. Sometimes it's multiple appointments. And uh, the sleep study can be delayed many months. And now with uh, one clinic... Uh, with all the specialists there, we can come up with a plan and, and really treat people a lot more efficiently. All right. So, Dr. Lipka, the, the title of this segment is Could Jaw Surgery Help You Sleep Better? So what's your answer? Well, it, it definitely can. And, it, you know, in the pediatric population, that, uh, that can start right from the neonate and in infancy all the way up into teenage years into adulthood. I think most people are familiar with obstructive sleep apnea in the adult population, and a lot of people wear CPAP, and sometimes jaw surgery is a very definitive way of curing obstructive sleep apnea. But uh, when we start as an infant, um, some infants are born with a very small jaw, and it causes their tongue to fall back in their airway and cause uh, significant obstruction that can be really life-threatening. And there's a whole spectrum from mild to severe. And uh, in some cases, by doing jaw surgery at a young age, by moving the lower jaw forward, we can move the tongue out of the way and really relieve obstruction in the neonate. That would be an example early on in life. Um, A more common reason for obstructive sleep apnea would be enlarged tonsils, which the ENT doctor can address by removing tonsils or adenoids. And then going on into later years, we see a lot of patients with cleft lip and palate. When, When you've had multiple surgeries, on the uh, lip and the palate, that can cause a lot of growth restriction with the upper jaw, and patients can end up with a significant underbite, and sometimes they also have obstructive sleep apnea problems. Some of our patients with craniosynostosis have an associated syndrome associated with that and result in significant deficiency of their upper jaw. So these are all problems that can be um, really addressed with jaw surgery later on by moving the jaws, advancing the upper jaw or advancing the lower jaw in the deficient state to 
really improve the airway, but also uh, improve the bite at the same time. So what, what, what helps you to make that decision of, of whether a patient needs surgery or not? Well, I think it, it's, uh, again, a multidisciplinary uh, approach. So patients will often get a sleep study and determine how severe is their obstruction. Is this uh, fairly mild? You know, a mild case uh, often won't, won't require any surgical intervention or any intervention at all to the more severe cases. And it depends on how the patient presents. If they clearly have a severe deficiency of their lower jaw, for instance, causing uh, base of tongue obstruction, um, that would be an ideal patient where you could move their jaw forward and improve their airway. There's other um, treatments, however. Sometimes CPAP or continuous positive airway pressure is a medical therapy that's very effective for sleep apnea, and that may be appropriate in, in certain cases. Unfortunately, a lot of children... Um, aren't able to wear a CPAP mask. We we really want to have surgical interventions that can potentially resolve their obstruction definitively. Yeah, and so when you know when a lot of general practitioners and um, you know general pediatricians listen to the show, um, what's what's your best advice to them? You know, if they have a, a patient with potential obstruction, is this some? Is, is that a patient they should send right away? to the clinic, to the JAWS clinic, get, it, get that patient into the hands of a specialist? Yeah, absolutely. It should be. And, you know, a basic screening exam as to how children are sleeping. You know, you can ask the parents, do, are they snoring at night? Do they have sleepiness during the day? Are they having behavior problems? These can all be indications of potential sleep problems. Um, and there's different causes for obstruction and, and sleep uh, disorder, certainly. But uh, referral to the JAW clinic, if there's certainly an uh potential that it could be jaw-related in any way, uh, absolutely a direct referral, because having obstructive sleep apnea is a, uh, a problem for the patient medically long-term. It can cause a lot of problems. Right. Well, Dr. Lipka, I want to thank you for the work that you're doing at the JAWS Clinic at Children's Mercy, um, and thank you for coming on the show today. You're listening to Transformational Pediatrics with Children's Mercy Kansas City. For more information, you can go to childrensmercy.org. That's childrensmercy.org. I'm Dr. Mike Smith. Thanks for listening.